0: Magic the amateur That's right. You're listening to a podcast for people who are just getting into the game of magic, who want to learn more, who want to be a bigger part of their magic communities, or just basically anything else magic the gathering related. I'm one of your hosts, Marimba. I'm one of your hosts, (laughs) McGregor. And those are our real names. Absolutely. Don't ask me how to spell it, because even I don't know. I think it's M-E-G-G-G-H-H-H-N. I think there was more like there was more like G.H.G.H.G.H. in there.
1: Can you uh, give it to me
0: again?
1: Yeah, there's probably a couple of G.H.s in there. Yeah. Yeah. OK, great. Perfect name. If you're a celebrity, think about it. Celebrity baby name.
0: Yeah. Uh Marimba. Not just a type of dance anymore. <laughs> Is the <laughs> marimba type of dance? The, the instrument. Oh, instrument. <laughs> marimba. Not just a type of dance anymore. <laughs>
1: Also my new name. Well, welcome to this episode. Here we are sitting in our chairs, ready to broadcast the news from around the magic world into your head. You know, I was thinking about this today. Yeah. Very briefly, that we are really close to people's brains on a weekly basis.
0: Wow. I mean, if you think about it, the things that you hear are about as close to a brain as you can get. That's right. Because they go all the way inside your ear. Yeah. So we go in through the ear, especially if you're wearing earbuds, and we go tickle, tickle, tickle
1: inside your brain inside your brain and that's how hearing works science <laughs> on today's episode uh, we are going to talk modern because uh, we recently went and played in a team unified modern event at yes. a local game store it was super it was a lot fun. Of fun yeah it was great and the pro tour is coming up which is modern so holy uh, buckets it's a modern pro tour i know you don't say it's
0: been forever actually forever since the
1: last one pretty so, cool the last one was during Eldrazi Winter, no less. That's right. Do you know what? You can't go out like that. No, you, you can't. You can't have that
0: be your last one. No. You
1: <laughs> no. just can't. You've got to have a diverse format. I think we've got that. So we're going to talk about our Team front Unified Modern Tournament, as well as some cool new modern decks that are just kind of like... Interesting new things that we that we're seeing that we've been seeing over the past couple of months. Yep, we'll also talk to you about how Rivals of Ixalan draft has evolved. Yes, we're going to dip our hand into the mailbag and we've got a flavor text theater with an old pack of Magic cards. Ooh, how old? You'll just have to wait
0: and see. But
1: before we get to our show, we've got some people to thank. That's right, you the listeners, everyone who supports us on patreoncom cast. a big heartfelt thanks to you for being part of the less than 1% club and uh, our family of supporters out there in listener land. Now, That's right. you might remember we've yes. been uh, kind of giving you reminders. Yes. <laughs> about Lots changing your them. pledge stuff. Lots of them. Okay, so you will be charged on the 1st of February. After you see that on your bank statement, get Whoa. in there on the second of February. That's two two.
0: That's right. <laughs> if you're not yet a patron, consider becoming a patron. You can help support the show. Uh, you can help us with our brand new office space. Yes, that we're moving into to help bring you even more magic content every week. We're switching over to monthly because it just makes sense. If we're like, hey, we're also doing streams and videos each yeah. week and the podcast each week, it doesn't make sense to be like, hey, like, how about donate per podcast? Because there's so much. Other stuff that we want you to enjoy from Magic the Amateuring,
1: Right. And if you want your name on our wall of gratitude, all you have to do is go to paypal.me slash MTACast and enter a donation of $50 or more Ooh. in the little note section. You can put what you want the name on the wall to be. It can be, I'm going to say
0: almost anything. <laughs> you can have your name on our office. It'll be on our wall. It's like you're in the office. Yeah, forever. That's forever. permanent. That's right. It's on a sign. And we all know that signs are are forever.
1: Yeah, you thought diamonds were forever. They're not. Joke's on you.
0: Joke's on you. (laughs) They used to be dinosaur poop, so. (laughs) Signs never were dinosaur poop. That's right. They never were. So inherently better than diamonds. So get get someone something that'll last their name on a sign. A big thank you, of course, to Card
1: Kingdom as well. Cardkingdom.com slash mtacast. Put that link into your browser window before you go to buy cards, buy a box of Rivals of Ixalan, like this fancy little box right here. If you want to buy gear for your magic stuff, like sleeves or whatever, use that link so they know that you are supporting us as we support them. Wow. Yeah, that box was hefty, and I feel like it it was full of some sweet mythic rares. Ooh,
0: do you know how you could find out what was in that box? (laughs) We're going to have another Hot Chip Challenge box opening ready for you this Wednesday. So if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, which is Tuesday, you can go over there right now. Yeah, and you can watch us. Watch
1: that Hot Chip Challenge. Hot. Well, the day after. Wait, what? Tuesday, Wednesday, you can see it. That's what I meant. Yes. Isn't that what I said? You said right now,
0: which, I mean... (laughs) Uh, it'll almost be there. <laughs> it'll almost be You can watch it right then, then being tomorrow. Yes, indeed.
1: And I've gotten a picture of the hot chips we will be eating. And let me say, I'm terrified. Really? Oh, God. So <laughs> check it out, YouTube.com slash MTAcast. While you're there, hit the sub button and you can get uh, notifications if you want whenever we post new videos. Um, yeah, I'm uh, dreading and looking forward to making this video. <laughs>
0: It's time for a look inside the Magic the Amateuring mailbag. That's right. If you're a member of our Patreon, you have access to our Discord channel. And in there, there's a little mailbag section that you can hop on over and pop a question into. And we might just stick our hands into that bag and pull out a question that you've asked.
1: That's right. And here's one uh, from Cryptic, Cryptic blam? Not really sure. But here's the question. If you could have a few pieces of MTG equipment in real life, what would you choose And why?
0: Great question. Great question. Sword of light and shadow. Ooh. It just sounds badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or sword of fire and ice. That's just icy hot. It's like (laughs) an icy hot sword. Just take a sword and rub icy hot on it. Boom. Yes. Sword of light and shadow, though. Like, doesn't that just sound cool? Oh, yeah. What is that? It's a sword
1: of light and shadow. Sword of feast and famine. Um, If you're ever hungry, I guess it helps... (laughs) Out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but watch out if you accidentally use the famine side. Oh yeah, that is bad for a keep lot of that people. Straight, which side is which? That's right. I, I imagine it's pretty clear when you look at it. Yeah, probably one you side can is glowing green. No.
1: You know what was? Remember this artifact that was like a, it became a suit of armor that you could attack with? Oh yeah. I don't remember I don't what remember the conditions what were or anything like that, but that'd be yeah. sweet.
0: Like. If you if you owned a suit of armor that could become animate, yeah,
1: that it would that would be awesome. Become alive, it would protect. It would attack. Yeah, it would it have,
0: have your back. Have your back. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, literally, if you wore the suit of armor. Oh yeah. Okay, but wait. no Question: <laughs> Would you wear a suit of armor that was sometimes animate? That's weird. <laughs> That's like stepping Isn't into it? somebody's skin and wearing
1: it around. But it's while a suit they're... of
0: armor. Yeah. But it's a
1: suit of armor. I don't know what would happen if you were in it and then it became alive.
0: Well, we're assuming that you can, you have control over when and when it is not animated. Okay. Animated. Animated.
1: Well, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I suppose I would just for the, uh, you know, the experience of it. But if something went wrong and it became animated while I was within. Oh,
0: wouldn't you feel just like you were like. It's like really being in someone's personal space. Yes.
1: Yes. To the greatest extent. And would you be controlled because the suit of armor is probably stronger than you are. You would just be like a puppet in its skin.
0: (laughs) Easily one of the most disturbing things
1: ever said. Horrifying.
0: You're a puppet inside its
1: skin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a nightmare oh, fuel. God. What about a cranial plating? That thing looks like freaky on the art. Yeah. I would not want to own a cranial plating.
0: Oh, God. Uh, no.
1: There's got to be some kind of sweet crown. Yeah. In the history of magic.
0: Yeah, probably. You know? A cool hat. A cool. Oh, A, yeah! nice, a nice hat. A daybreak coronet. It's oh, not an art. It's not but an bag, yeah. though. It's not an equipment. But you could probably crown. still say it.
1: Telling Ollie's crown, that doesn't count. Oh,
0: Crown of Doom. Mmm. Crown of Convergence and Crown of Empire. Okay, yeah, this those is, are all right.
1: sweet. Crown of the Ages?
0: All right. Yeah, there are some sweet cr- crowns. Mindstorm there are also some crown? real creepy crowns.
1: Crown of Doom is my personal favorite. Whenever a creature attacks you or planeswalker you control, gets plus two, plus so until end of turn. Costs three, two, colon. Target player, other than the Crown of Doom's owner, gains control of it. Activate this ability only during your turn. Oh.
0: Okay. So you can, you like, you play it and then you give it to your opponent. Yeah. And your creatures get plus two plus oh. Seems like you're really going through a lot yeah. of work to get that effect. Crown of Doom! Crown of Doom! It's There's different cool,
1: various staffs that would be cool to have. Oh, yeah. Staff of true. the Mind Magus or whatever. Yeah.
0: Those are um,
1: bad in draft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great point. Yeah.
1: Um, what's the what's you can even have an there's got to be like a horse or a gargoyle
0: would be sweet i don't uh, know those are equipments though maybe oh, you're thinking yeah. of artifacts I'm but they're not equipment yeah yeah that's true that's true that's true yeah like the suit of armor was also an equipment that's gonna be my ultimate choice is the suit of armor yeah fair enough yeah fair enough it's a pretty good are armor. you going I, with I sword i stick with sword of light and shadow Two excellent choices. All
1: right. If you have a choice that you think beats either of our choices, please tweet at us with the hashtag uh,
0: equipment. Yourself. Yourself. (laughs) Hashtag equipment yourself.
1: Not equip.
0: Equipment yourself. Next question is from Eris.
1: Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Megan and Maria, if your spark ignited, what kind of planeswalker would you be? What's your color identity? What ignited your spark? Which plane are you from? And what kind of abilities do you have?
0: Okay. Wow, great question. Uh, What kind of Planeswalker? Great question. Uh, Let's start with, like, okay, what's your color identity?
1: Okay, so what I want to be is going to be a little um, weird. I want to be a frog Planeswalker. (laughs) Is that a color identity? So, Simic.
0: Blue-green. What? Yeah, I'm just, this is just... I think, wait, you're, you're talking about if you could pick to be any... Any planeswalker. If you could like invent a planeswalker, they're yeah. talking about like if you're sparking it oh, and you okay. just became one right now. Oh, I see. Like, what would your what would it be? What would be your color identity?
1: You know, I I always say that I love Ractose. Um but what in but I have to ask myself the hard question: Is that my actual real life color identity? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs>
0: what do you think your real life color
1: identity Jeez. is? Jeez, I don't know. This is hard. I think I'm
0: Esper. Yeah? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So
1: why do you pick Esper?
0: Okay, so we all know that I love blue. Yes. Um, and I feel like it's very controlling. Like, it's a control-oriented. And I yeah. do like to have control of things. <laughs> I very much enjoy it. And then, like, then I feel like the rest of it, like, Esper is the battle between, like, white and black.
1: Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's, like,
0: the white is, like, my part that wants to be, like, very just and very fair. Yeah. And there's the part of me that also just loves a little chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Like, loves a little bit of darkness. Makes sense. So I feel like Esper is where I'm at. Makes sense to me. Well, okay. uh,
1: Gosh, this is like... I'm going to struggle with this. (sighs) Okay, we got to put red in there. Because Uh um, I think I'm going to add red for, you know, impulsiveness. For, you know, trying to make things happen. For charging headfirst into battle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I also think... Oh, God, this is too difficult. (laughs) It can't just be red because I don't just want to burn shit down. Yeah. So maybe we have to add something. Are you like also, maybe do you think that you're also like white? It could be either white or green is what I was kind of struggling with. Oh, I like green. I think green. Okay, we'll put green in there. Green, red. green for sure is
0: actually pretty good.
1: But I can't just be gruel because I'm not a giant monster beast. That wants to smash people with my hammer, so maybe we'll put right, white in there as well.
0: You think you're a Naya, so that'd be Naya. That seems about right. That does seem about right. Yeah, we got there. We I just, feel like that. We talked it out. You know, like in in a in the world of magic, there's a lot of planeswalkers that are one or two, but real people can get to be more yes. complicated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> three three color identities. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What ignited your spark? Ooh.
1: My spark was ignited when I uh pet a cat and I looked into its eyes and heard its soul. Wow. Because <laughs> okay. 'cause I'm kind of that like a sense. cat cat of cat human planeswalker. Yeah. Like in a Johnny situation. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I could hear the cat's thoughts and it could hear mine. Wow. Wow. That was a big moment for me when yeah. I when I ignited in that fashion. <laughs> That's real big. How did your spark ignite? God.
0: I think I was just um I was just, like, trying to shovel a car out of the snow. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just very upset about it. Real life implications. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this is futile and I hate it, but we have to. Feels very Esper. Yeah,
1: that's pretty Esper. Yeah. Okay, uh, what plane are you from? Oh, um... Mm, mm. I kind of want to be i really liked kaladesh i thought that was cool
0: yeah
1: um of course there was a revolution
0: i think i'm theros
1: theros was also i a really great plane. like i
0: love theros as a plane i feel like i could i could jam with some with some old school mythology
1: and there was no esper yeah stuff going on on theros
0: no we had ashiok yeah they're blue black Hmm. um yeah, there wasn't. I don't think so.
1: What was the last Esper Planeswalker we had? Dovin Bond. No, no Dovin was that? Dovin blue, was blue-white.
0: R- blue-white. I, I think. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, me either.
1: Well, Theros. Okay, Theros and Kaladesh. I guess I'm a cat human who lives on Ether. I don't know if that fits with the story. I thought that's great. We're just going to. There's gonna, some great cats on Kaladesh. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. So, all right. Kaladesh. And Theros, what kind of abilities yeah. do you have the most important question? Drawing cards. Okay, ob- Obvi, we're drawing ca- cards over I draw here. I cards. I would like to make cat creature tokens. Um,
0: oh that's a good one.
1: White cat creature to- 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 tokes with lifelink. Nice. Um, yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense.
1: Mm, I guess I'm kind of very similar to a Johnny, so mm-hmm. I've got to figure something out, because I've got red in me, too. I
0: like... I feel like I um, I exile creatures also. So yeah. I, I mm-hmm. basically, I draw cards and I exile I'll, creatures. Exile creatures. Yep. That's what I do. Sounds right. Yep. So I've got to be
1: able to make tokens, but also attack. So I'm going to give creatures, you know, pl- a bonus ability in like first mm-hmm. strike or something like that. Plus two plus oh or something. Ability to attack. Yeah. And create dudes and who knows.
0: Okay. So I've got mine by category. My plus is to draw and discard. Yep. um My minus is my first minus is to exile a creature uh and then my ultimate is to draw cards equal to the number of creatures you've exiled
1: oh that's pretty
0: good with the ability
1: nice nice so there you have it there's our our planeswalker uh, cards yeah nice (laughs) that's us great question
0: that's Us.
1: If you want to head over to our Discord chat, you can. There's a mailbag section where you can put in questions for us for the next episode. We'll head on there and take a look. Those were excellent questions, so keep them coming, everybody. If you're a patron, and this is just one of the perks you get as a patron.
0: I feel like, so you answered the question of, like, what kind would you be? Like, you're a cat. Yeah. You're a a half cat. Yeah, half cat. I feel like I'm just, like, I'm the kind of planeswalker that's just, like, just, like, so completely failingly human. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, like... I'm just like trying so hard, but I'm messing up <laughs> just constantly.
1: Well, that's the thing about Blaine's blockers.
0: basically all the time. I mean, like they're if they're fallible, exactly. They're not gods, exactly. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I like that about them. Great question. Yeah, great question. <laughs> if you have a mailbag question, uh, head on over to that Discord chat uh, in the mailbag section and send it our way. talk about Rivals of Ixalan Draft. That's right. It was an aggressive format at the start. Yes. In the dawn of Rivals of Ixalan, one drops ruled the world. They attacked people for tons of damage, eventually reducing their poor opponent's life totals to zero before they had even the shadow of a chance of stabilizing. But now new heroes arise. Forerunners of the empire chip away for points of damage and enable dinosaurs and rage abilities. Or Grixis pirates, blue black pirates stabilize their boards with the help of chupacabras and others, while souls of the rapids have squires Lion-ho! crowns or mocks of the vampire and just dip people with lots of hexproof lifeless Flying <laughs> damage. That was a, that was, a lovely and, soundscape, and that's it.
1: <laughs> Moving In the on. Scene, were you? So you're implying we're like, yes, very very fast, but now we've kind of figured out ways to be able to draft it as yeah, a Yeah, slur- I think that it has slowed down.
0: That yeah. it is slowing down.
1: I think that people have a universal consensus that this is better than Nixalon yeah. draft. I agree with that. And you mentioned Forerunner of the Empire, and that is like.
0: It's one of the cards that has kind of like started to rise to the top where people are like, you can do some really busted things with Forerunner of the Empire. Yeah.
1: I love this card. We drafted it the other day.
0: (laughs) Yes. We also got, lucky us, a Tetsamok. Yes. And we had three Forerunners of the Empire. So we had four Tetsamoks in our deck. That card is very good when you can reliably draw it every game,
1: which we did. Which we did. Which we did. Turns out that's an easy 3-0 when you have four Tetsamoks in your deck. Yep. But yeah, like Forerunner of the Empire was, I think, kind of a turning point. People said, oh, wait a second. This deck is super, super strong and it can pretty easily deal with the decks that are majorly aggressive that we're seeing.
0: So Forerunner of the Empire is one that where it tutors up a dinosaur and puts it on top of your deck. Yep. Um, And when a dinosaur enters the battlefield under your control, it deals one to everything. Yeah. So that means that you get an enrage trigger, which is pretty sweet. Um, And you just kill a bunch of vampires or merfolk if you
1: want. (laughs) Those little Gilt Grove stalkers. Get out of here, you two ones. Yep. One toughness. If you have one toughness, you've got a big target on your back in this format. For real. Raptor companion. Yeah, it's not looking so hot for
0: you out there. Coming for you, buddy.
1: You know what we saw? We um we're just watching the end of uh the Grand Prix. Yeah. Grand Prix London, which was sealed deck and draft of course here on day 2 in the top 8. And somebody drafted a deck with four grasping scoundrels in it.
0: Wow. I've seen we we played the inside deck too. Yeah.
1: So that is that That's is an actual hyper deck. aggro is still yep. a,
0: is still a thing for sure.
1: Yeah. Blue Black Pirates just turn them sideways, get in there, gets yep. plus 1 plus 0 when it attacks, just a little Uh, 1-1 or 1-2, I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: I was also, though, so last week I was convinced by, um, a friend of the show, Sam Eilenfeldt. Yes. Uh, and, and Greg also from last week's episode. Amateur pro Greg! Amateur pro Greg. Um, we drafted a blue-black deck. Yeah. That was very controlling. And it was very unusual for me, and it took a lot of getting used to. Um, but we got... Pretty, like, we 3-0'd with it. What, um, what
1: made it, what did you have in it?
0: So we had, and this was the combo I was talking about, we had Soul of the Rapids, which is the 3-2 Flying Hexproof, and a Mark of the Vampire. All right, yeah. And it's just like, if you get that online, there's nothing those aggro decks can do. It's no. It's sort of like, and you just, we would just, like, slow people down enough that it didn't happen. We had, like, some moment of cravings, and we had uh, Sailor of Means is yes. the big key to that deck. Yes. Of just being able to maybe cast stuff earlier, and also just have, like, a 1-4 blocker sailor of means is probably the card that is like
1: is very good it is increasing so much it went so much it was like last in ixalan you're like whatever fine i guess it'll and now be my it's 23rd like, yeah card. man
0: give me all these sailor of means <laughs> me it's, too this card is sweet card is great sailor of means uh yeah so i was very skeptical while we were drafting it but it turned out great the four toughness yeah. is key Yes.
1: Because the aggro decks, the way they are going to win is by making three threes for three, yeah. generally. Um, or buffing their creatures. Usually they only get to about three Yeah, like power. three
0: power is kind of where it tops out Boop. a lot of the time. And so Sailor of Means is there just being like, I'll block that all day. Yeah. That's a
1: great card. Sure. Okay. Another thing that uh, Simon Gertzen brought up on coverage was that how good menace has become yeah. uh, in Rivals of Ixalan. Like if a creature has menace, it's going to be so much better just because, you know, you drafted a deck that was able to do it. But uh, if you're not paying attention, you're not drafting correctly, blocking can be super, super bad for you. Yeah. If you're not being careful. And so um, Menace just makes blocking even worse, worse. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the tricks and stuff. Absolutely. So it's uh, and there's a vampire that grants Menace.
0: Yeah, to another vampire. we talked about this last week. Oh, did we?
1: Voracious Vampire? Yeah, or yeah. we talked
0: about it at some point where that card is just like, it's a lot better than you think it is yeah. on its face. You're just like, oh, it's a two, two for three with Menace, whatever. But it like comes in, it gives something else Menace yeah. already. And plus one, plus one is great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm liking how Ix, uh, Rivals has kind of
1: already evolved. It's already like kind of taken a step forward yeah. into the future uh, with this red, green Dinos deck, which I think is pretty cool. So I'm super excited to see what uh, the pros draft at the Pro Tour this coming weekend. And if they're doing, you know, the Forerunner of the Empire craziness, if somebody opens a Tezamok, or if we're seeing, like, aggressive Grasping Scoundrels decks, or maybe Control
0: Lurking Chupacabra Sailor Means decks. Yeah, I think it's all up for grabs. (laughs) It's going to be super sweet to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get modern. That's right, everyone. There's a... (laughs) <laughs> format called modern greg and and you can play it that's very you know you, that is a true statement i made a statement that is a hundred percent true yeah you cannot refute that you there can is a play, format play modern. Called modern and you can play it but Absolutely. we're about to provide you some more useful information <laughs> than that basic summary of <laughs> modern which is that it exists yep Uh, We're going to tell you about some decks that we played this weekend. Yes. So, Maria, we played um, a Team Unified Modern event, which, in case you're wondering, means that uh, across three players on your team, there can be no cards that are in multiple decks. No. So every... Every deck has to have, have completely unique cards with the exception of basic lands. Yeah. But even your non-basics, you can't share across decks.
1: Right. And that has changed because it used to be that you could split them. Yeah. But not anymore. So we played. We went to Lodestone Coffee Games, which is an awesome a local game store in our area. And Cube April was a third person That's on right.
0: our team. And if you Woo! know Cube April at all, you know how she loves bringing misery to others. Yes. Uh, it is Perhaps one of her greatest joys yes. in life, um, and so she brought some misery in the form of lantern control.
1: Yeah, I tweeted a photo of us at the event, and we were like, "Hey, Cube April's playing a deck that just makes you want to quit Magic. What could it be?" <laughs>
0: yep, <And laughs> every single person were like, lantern, "Lantern." She's probably playing lantern, and she you did. We're correct.
1: I, you know, we were talking. We couldn't believe that April didn't ever play lantern before this tournament. She had only yeah. played it for a, about a week. She had been testing it. That's right. It's totally up her
0: alley. It's so her. Yeah,
1: follow it's Cube
0: took a walk through her mind and then built a deck.
1: 100% true.
0: Yeah.
1: Follow her on Twitter at CubeApril Cube if you don't, Um, because she's great. Um, But I played Boggles, of course. Yep. Of course. Of course. It's just the way of the world. It really
0: is, sometimes. The Boggles' biggest champ right Unfortunately. here. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and I played Valakut, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah.
1: You know what we didn't play against at all? What? What deck was mysteriously missing from every single round we played? Death Shadow. Yeah.
0: That deck can go to heck. Isn't that weird, though? Um... Yeah, I guess. It does take a all. lot of cards. Yes. It takes, like, all of the fetches. That's true. And all of the non-basic Greedy. lands. It wants it all. All of the card manipulation. All of the kill spells. Yeah. All of the planeswalkers. All of the cre- It takes them <laughs> all. It takes everything. It takes literally everything.
1: I'm playing Death Shadow. The rest of you can figure it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we didn't play against that deck. Uh, yeah, thank but- Thank goodness. We, our final record was, what was our final record? It was
0: two, three, Three and and one. one. It was rough. It was a rough day. We almost got that last round. That's true. Uh, We drew the very first round of the tournament. Yes. Yeah. um, Where uh, you lost to a Valakut deck. I beat a Storm deck. Um, and April drew with an Eldrazi drum player. You know what? I thought she was going to draw more. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, there were some games that she never finished. Yeah, that's true. Because we decided it one way or the other. Uh, completely uh so what what was your overall impression of the weekend maria
1: so i want to say this first of all we after the tournament was done we went over to a, a nearby restaurant we just sat down and you know had some drinks and whatever and we were sitting there talking about what we played and mm-hmm. how the tournament went for us and it was just like as i was driving away i was like that was so fun you know and people at the table yeah. were like that's the most fun i ever had playing magic Team, team tournaments events. are great. They're so wonderful. They're tons of fun. You get people playing who might have otherwise not come to the tournament. You get to just play with your friends. And like even if you don't win, you still have a chance to win the round. You get to help out your buddies as they're playing. What a fabulous day it was. So I just yeah. I just want to put in that plug for team tournaments. It was um, a lot of fun. The Yes. Oh, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, my Boggy Boys, as, <laughs> as you may have guessed, did not really perform... Uh, the uh, on that day, I um I had a personal record of two wins, so <laughs> not great. Four losses, um, but I. That's kind of not to be completely unexpected, as we are not in a creature-heavy deck format at the cur- in the current me- uh, meta of modern, if you will. There's a lot of decks that are very popular that don't rely on creatures at all. And the matchups that Boggles wants to have are versus creatures. And so it was predictable, the two ones, that it did win, which was versus Affinity and versus Bant uh, Spirits. So... Um, I'll just say that like, it's a good deck. I still believe in it, but I think it has a place in a format that it, that has more creature decks and they're more prevalent.
0: Um, so I, I went three, three. Yeah. Um, and I played against three decks. Like usually, uh, you know, usually there's, there's a fair number of matchups where it's like, I had like a great matchup against like an Esper kind of controlling deck which was like a ton of fun yeah and it was actually like super interactive between the two of us because i end up boarding in you know sideboarding in a bunch of creatures um expecting that you know i'm going they're gonna thought seize a lot of relevant spells like i can't just combo off or that sort of thing um and like so some really interesting magic but then i played three decks that literally one of the reasons why you would choose to play the deck is because it's very good against scapeshift oh really Malika decks it's like it's like they're pre like they don't even have to sideboard. If I were playing any of these three decks, you don't really take in anything out of the sideboard. You're <laughs> like, this matchup is so good for me. Wow. I played against Blue Moon. Yeah. Which plays main deck Blood Moon. Yeah. So like game one, my po- opponent goes like, like main deck Blood Moon. And I'm just like, OK, the only way I can now win is by killing them with the primeval type tit- Titan. Yep. And then they go, like, next turn they, like, madcap experiment into Platinum Empyrean, which says your life total can't change, and it's an 8-8. And I was just like... Never mind. (laughs) I have literally no way to kill that creature in my deck without Valakut's. Yeah.
1: That's how I feel when I see a chalice on one. <laughs> it's
0: just like there's like literally like right there, Like it's a situation in which I just cannot win. No. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> um, And then I played against uh, taking turns. Yeah. Which is also it's just like, you know, the deck well. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's very bad for for a green red. And then I played against Ponza, which is a land destruction one. Um, and to be fair, I did not play perfectly at all in either against either turns or Ponza. Um, but at the same time, it was just like the game ones were just like so. It was just brutal. This is like the deck has like very little chance.
1: That's the thing about modern is that people love it because there's so many decks you can play, and you have the possibility to win. You know, at any given moment with your deck. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, flip side. Uh, you're, there. are just matchups that are essentially like, like
0: just terrible for just you, awful. just really terrible. And I will say, okay, so this is the first time in paper that we played for a while. Yes. A long while. Yeah. And I noticed we've talked about this in the past. I have gotten a lot worse again about calling a judge when I should. Oh, and being kind of a hard ass. It's kind of a skill that and you have to keep working on. You know? I, it's like of all the things of like all the plays and all of that stuff across the weekend. It's what I regret most Hmm. is like not standing up for myself and being like, hey, like you can't do that. Yeah. Um, And I like I really wish I had,
1: you know, maybe the biggest thing. It's just a it's just a symptom of not playing in paper.
0: I think that that's totally what it was. It was just like I'm sitting across from a person. I'm like, I don't want to imply in this case. I was like, I don't want to imply that I think that you're doing like that. You're cheating. Right. Because that's what it feels like. Um, I would be saying if I was like, hey, judge, like, you can't do that. It would feel like that's what I was implying. And it's like, there's a person there. I can't just, I
1: can't but, just like, do that. Here's the thing we've all got to think to ourselves. Yeah. We're not implying that by the Exactly. Magic. No, it's
0: like, all I'm doing is like upholding the rules and being hey, yeah. like, hey, by the rules of magic. This is how the game works. You're not like what well, you, you can't just do that. So. Yeah, it is very,
1: very hard. We yeah. talk about on the show all the time about the importance of calling judges and how difficult it is. Yeah. So like it's just one of those things that we have to keep practicing and keep reminding ourselves that it's OK to do it. I mean, I had a really tough one in Vegas last time we played yeah. in Vegas that I did actually end up calling a judge, but I called the judge much later than I should have. You know, I should have called him during the game, yeah, not after the match. Yeah. Regardless, they looked into it um, and dealt with it. But that being said, like, I should have done it earlier. It's like, don't, I shouldn't be intimidated by the other person. Yeah. I shouldn't worry, like, oh, do they think you're cheating? It's just like, hey, that's just something you just can't do. And yeah. it's not like, you can even say, like, I don't think you're cheating, I don't th- but that's against the rules. And so yeah. we just need to sort it out.
0: Yep. You know? And I did the same thing where I was like, I told the judge after, I'm like, hey, like, if, like, in the future, like, like looking out for the play, like, I wish I had looked out for myself, but instead I'm like, okay, like, at least I'll, like, look out for the next person who's going to play them, I guess, maybe.
1: Right. And that's what judges say, Oof. too. Like, even if it comes to you and, and they say, hey, nothing actually happened, yeah. now it's on the record. And if it yeah. happens, if there's a pattern in the future, they can see the pattern. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but let's talk about some cool new modern decks yeah. that we either have been playing or we experienced that weekend because modern is a format that's still evolving, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. not just stagnant. No,
0: it's awesome. So Megan has been playing a sweet deck on stream. <laughs> it's sweet in that it is very cool and very unexpected. It is not sweet and that is it is a great thing that you should play if you want to win a lot of matches. <laughs> the deck is so cool, though. It is super cool. It is a mono white devotion. Yeah. Which you might have seen at um at GP Oklahoma City. Yep. It is a lot of fun, and me, along with the people who show up in chat, have been uh, tweaking the deck. We, like, completely revamped the sideboard. We've been messing around with the main deck. It is a lot of fun. You just play, you know, you play some weird creatures, and you play some other weird creatures, and... Then you win. Then you win sometimes. What's the deal, though? Sometimes. You have mono-white devotion. What are you devoting for? (laughs) So it's a little bit, it's like a little bit that main deck you're kind of hoping sometimes to lock people out with like, you have like, you're running main main deck leyline of Sanctity. Wow, I love it in already. Uh, And then you're also running main deck Ghostly Prison, uh, which is an enchantment that says that creatures your opponent's control can't attack you unless they pay two for each attacking creature. Um, so there's like some main deck stuff like that, and like Path to Exile, obviously. But then you're playing uh Knight of the White Orchid, which helps you ramp lands. <laughs> um, and you're playing Boros Reckoners, which are just sometimes decent creatures. And you get three white for your devotion. Yeah, and like Boros Reckoners are actually very good against creature decks. It's very difficult to interact oh, with yeah. a Boros Reckoner. Um and then there's uh there's Thalia's Lancers. All Lancers is the 4-4 for 5 with first strike, but it says that when it comes into play, you can go tutor up a legendary. Nice. Uh, That's a legendary anything. So sometimes you tutor up Nykthos, but then you also have a bunch of one ofs in the deck uh, that are all legendaries. <laughs> like you now that with the Planeswalker Legendary rule, you can go get an Elspeth, which it runs. Nice. There's like Elish Norn. Oh, um, there's Bruda brilliant. and Gisela yes, randomly running them. around in there. Them. It's a lot of fun. I love this deck. And anyway, the is Knight of the White Orchid great. helps you out because you're playing cloud posts. Um, not cloud posts. I mean not cloud, cloud posts. Border, border posts. posts. Uh, yeah, so you're putting lands back in your hand a lot of the time, so sometimes you will have a lot of mana but not have a lot of lands. Yeah. Um, it also works out well with you play a one of the legendary creature, Cory, uh, which says that you can only untap lands, don't untap during the controller's untap steps, and you can untap only one, so you want to eventually get to a place where you can like untap only Nick and then tap with border posts and make a (laughs) bunch of mana if you're like this deck sounds dumb you're right if you're like this deck sounds sweet you're also right that's a place I like
1: to be in modern I love it great
0: it's a lot of fun it's a blast to watch too um so I I recommend it if you ever drop by stream um and ask for the deck list we'll get it for you yeah that's twitch.tv
1: slash Magic the Amateur.
0: That's right.
1: And the deck I wanted to mention uh, as something cool and new that's going around is Mono Blue Living End. So Living End is a deck that's been around. Yeah. Wasn't always uh, Mono Blue. And the deal with it is it plays the card Living End, which kills everything that's happening on the battlefield and then brings back the creatures in the graveyard. Yes. So what you were doing was cycling and uh, cascading into various spells and putting them into your graveyard. And you cascade into Living End and you're able to just cast
0: it. Well, free. So the original version had Cascade because yes. Living End is one of those spells that only has the suspend cost. Yeah. And doesn't have a cost in its top right corner. Um, and this deck, uh, so most of the old versions, which were like black, red, I think a lot of the time it's like black, red or black, red, green. Yeah. Um, would then cast Violent Outburst. Or something like that yeah. to cascade into it. But the mono blue version <gasps> uses As, As Told to just cast it. Because As Foretold says that you can just cast that just spell. cast it. Pretty sweet. So you're using stuff like As
1: Told to cast your living end. But you can also use it to cast draw spells for no <laughs> mana. Yeah. And you're just cycling cards to get him in the graveyard, like striped river winder, which is a 5-5 five, five hexproof dum-dum. Yep, <laughs>
0: it really is. Just come back and guess what that's... what it is. That's hard to deal with. It's a 5-5 five, five hexproof dum-dum. Have you
1: ever wanted to cast cryptic command and not pay anything for it? This wow. might be the deck As for foretold. you. Yeah, as we're told is awesome, and it's the absolute critical piece of this deck. And normally this is the kind of deck I hate because Boggles insta-loses to it, but it's really just kind of unique and fun and um, interesting to play as well. Um, So I I give it the Maria stamp of approval as an interesting new modern deck, and we'll see if we see either of these
0: at the Pro Uh, Tour. You won't. (laughs) If you're sitting at home wondering right now as you're listening to this, will I you will. not Yeah, I don't know. Because people at the pro tour want to consistently win matches of magic. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if anybody there will be
1: playing uh boggles and if they are, I'm going to find you and take a picture with you.
0: There might be one. I think there's right, one. That's legit enough.
1: One person, maybe yeah. two. Probably no more than two.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be fun to see.
1: <laughs> It's time for Flavor Text Theater, Guess That Card.
0: We're opening a pack of alliances today.
1: Wow, thanks to Dave for this sweet pack of alliances here. Yeah. Way before our time.
0: So far before. Uh, And so we're going to play a game where we're going to crack open this booster, and we're going to take turns um, giving each other the titles of cards and having the other person guess what that card does.
1: Yes, if we're stuck, I will allow an art showing to try and help
0: us. That's great. That's very good.
1: But here's the thing. um, The rare cards we open in here go to a special patron we do have a chance of opening a force of will Ooh! and this it wasn't even rare what so
0: <laughs> it wasn't no wow not initially so we'll, we'll in have alliances to... it wasn't rare
1: i don't think so that's the information i have look at the way these cards look too they look yeah. so different <gasps> wow. we're looking into the past okay are
0: All you right. ready i'm so ready okay Uh, This one is called, this card is called Royal Herbalist. (laughs) It's definitely green.
1: Okay. Did I nail that? No. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, well, I feel like it's like a 2-1 or something, and when it enters a battlefield, you get...
0: You gained some life. Uh, okay, so you are right on the gain life. Wow! Um, it is Royal Herbalist, a single white for a 1 1. Okay. Uh, pay two. Remove the top card of your library from the game to gain one life.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice guess. Oh my God, this art, though. Yeah. It's just a woman holding, holding a thing. A beaker on her She flat has bangs.
0: <laughs> yeah. She does have bangs. Okay. This one okay. is just classic. Soldevi Sentry. Soldevi Sentry? Okay, uh, this is. Uh, I'm going to wow, say. Wow, I can't believe this card is real. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's a white um, 2 3. Okay. Um, for three and a white. Uh, and it has vigilance. I think that's a pretty good guess, but that is
1: too good for what this card <laughs> is. It is a 1 1 artifact creature for one with the text. <laughs> Of one, <laughs> regenerate, target opponent may draw a card. <laughs> Holy This is cow. so bad! This How card is this is bad. real? <laughs> this is... That's incredibly bad. Wow, this is... I don't know if I've seen a worse card than this in recent memory. That's... Anyway, the art is ridiculous. It looks like the Terminator is on the yeah. cover.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, this card is called Casting of Bones. Ooh, black, 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 black. Because I'm thinking about read the bones. So you cast the
1: bones. The casting of bones. What? It's called casting of bones. Casting of bones. Okay, casting of bones is a three and a black, and you get to uh, you lose three life and you draw a card.
0: Ooh. Okay. So um i'm just making it worse yeah because really bla- that's really bad uh this it's an it's actually an enchant creature oh it's an aura okay um if enchant for two and a black so very close if enchanted creature is put into the graveyard draw three cards oh, choose my and gosh. discard one of those cards i was gonna
1: say draw three even oh. wow that's so interesting draw
0: three and discard one okay
1: why do i have the weird ones to tell you this one is called it's got a clue in it viscerid armor viscerid armor okay so i'm gonna say
0: it's an equipment okay it's an artifact equipment uh and it costs three to play and two to equip and it gives a plus oh plus four
1: great guess great guess It's actually one in a blue for an aura oh or aura was a thing on a card and Shannon creature gets plus one plus one one in a blue return it to its owner's hand
0: oh all so right. that's not half bad no that's really not i'll play that card i really tried to make it very bad yeah uh, okay, Yavamaya Ancients.
1: Well, Yavamaya is familiar to me. Yeah. So this time I'm also going to go ahead and say that it's green. And it's like a wall.
0: It's like a 3-5 defender. <laughs> You're actually very close. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yavamaya Ancients, 3 green green for a 2-7. Oh! Uh, green, uh, it gets plus 1, minus 2 until end of turn. It even doesn't say it gets, it just says green, plus two, minus one until end of page. Oh, that's kind of cool art though, awesome. that tree. Awesome, awesome. Oh boy. What do you think gr- Gorilla Berserkers does? <laughs> okay, Gorilla Berserkers um, is one red, red for a, uh, for a two, two, no, for a two, one with haste.
1: <laughs> it's a three, green, green for a two, three. What a rate this I don't know what it means trample rampage two. Oh, it's rampage was a mechanic
0: right yeah. I don't remember what rampage I don't, I don't know either it did.
1: it's not explained on here it says <sighs> I'm not sure if this is, cannot be blocked by fewer than three creatures because that doesn't make any sense uh,
0: let me so see. you rampage might be is it like if it gets blocked it gets it gets it's, it becomes a four three it like gets stuff yeah okay that's rampage. what I would think we're learning. Yeah, rampage. Okay, is it gives an attacking creature a bonus to its power and toughness when it is blocked oh. by one or more by more than one creature.
1: Okay, power and toughness. Yeah. So it becomes a four six.
0: Yes. All right. If it's blocked by more than one creature.
1: Yeah. This one has to be blocked by three, and it says "summon gorillas" on it.
0: Rampage is. was viewed was viewed as a poor example of design. <laughs>
1: Gorilla Berserkers. There Derilla you have it. Berserkers. Probably okay. the best creature in your deck.
0: Um, Library of Latnam. Ooh. Okay.
1: It's a land. Um, you can tap it. Not for mana though. <laughs> okay. This is back in the day when lands could not tap for mana. I don't know how old this set is actually. And uh what happens is you discard a card, you get to loot with it.
0: Uh no. Okay. <laughs> It does. I mean, it does have to do with drawing cards. Okay. Um, four and a blue. Sorcery. Target opponent chooses one. You draw three cards at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep, or you search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Wow. Strong. Wow. That card is strong. Well, for five mana? Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, go find whatever you want. <laughs> veteran's voice. Ooh, veteran's voice. Gosh, I've been like so wrong on all of these. I'm going to call this one also red. Okay. Um, it is one in a red and it gives, uh, an attacking creature plus three plus oh. Wow. Okay. This is pretty, this is as close as you've been. It's a single
1: red mana, enchant creature. Play on a creature you control. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Zero. Tap enchanted creature to give an, another target creature plus two plus one until end of turn. Wow. Yeah. So pretty close. All right.
0: All right. Veteran's voice. Yeah. Um, Scars of the Veteran. Speaking oh, of veterans. Yeah.
1: Scars of the Veteran. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, this makes me also want to think that it's an enchant creature for red. Um, one, it's like one in a red and it gives plus three minus two.
0: Um, it's oh, okay. Oh, it, it's the same type of card as Force of Will where you can pay an al- alternate card. Oh, okay. It is an instant four in a white. You may remove a white card in your hand from the game instead of paying Scars of the Veteran's casting cost. Prevent up to seven damage to target <laughs> creature or player. For each one damage to a creature prevented by Scars of the Veteran, put a plus one, plus oh counter on that creature at plus end of turn. Plus one, plus O oh counter? No, plus O oh plus one. So oh. you're increasing its toughness. That's impossible
1: to track. Wow, I'm glad they don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, no kidding. That is confusing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Give it a plus all plus one counter. Plus all plus one counter. Scars of the veteran.
1: All right. uh, This is an actual creature.
0: Phyrexian Warbeast. Phyrexian Warbeast is uh, three and a black for a (laughs) 2-2 with No, not a Trample. Um, For a 2-2 with Lifelink.
1: This is three mana for an artifact creature. That's a three, four. Oh, okay. If Phyrexian Warbeast leaves play, sacrifice a land and Phyrexian Warbeast deals one damage to you. So it's a three, four for three with a pretty massive drawback. Yeah. And the art, I have absolutely no idea what's going on in it. It is. Wow. Is that like... Me neither. It looks like some weird airship. Oh my God. In
0: like a mine...
1: I don't understand. It, it looks
0: like something that's in like a bad dream sequence. Yeah, that too. Uh, okay, Ooh. this is a deadly insect. Deadly insect for sure.
1: Black for a one-two creature with flying that has death touch and it costs four.
0: <laughs> a deadly insect four in a green. <laughs> Dang it! For a six-one hexproof. Whoa. Wait, no, shroud. Cannot be the target of spells or effects. Oh, shroud. Classic shroud.
1: Yeah, 6-1. All right, we have no idea what the rarity of these cards are, by the way, because yeah, no they way. didn't do that back then. I'm
0: going to say Phyrexian Warbeast is our quote yeah, I think, rare. Yeah, I think that's the rare.
1: That seems like it. All right, False Demise is our final card. Okay.
0: Um, it is a, uh, it's black um, and it's an instant that says, uh, when a creature dies, return it to the battlefield. But it's like four in a black.
1: Wow. Close once again. It is two in a blue for enchant creature. If enchanted creature is put in the graveyard, return that creature to play under your control as though it were just cast. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right. All well right. done. I feel like I had a pretty good hint in the name. That yes. False demise. False demise. Big hint. Well, what
1: have Sweet. we learned from opening this pack? Old cards are weird. Old cards are certainly weird. And magic is a game that has improved a lot <laughs> since it was first made. So yeah, I guess we're going to draw and give away this
0: Phyrexian War Beast. as yes. we are assuming that's the rare? I think so. Yeah.
1: Before we go any further in this roller coaster of a show, we have to thank Ultra Pro. That's
0: right. Welcome to the MTA family, Ultra Pro. We are super happy to have them because they have some of the coolest swag to deck out your magic playing days. Yes. In fact, we uh, have a bunch of that swag now in our possession. What? Thank you, Ultra
1: Pro, that we're going to be able to give away to you. We got the box here to my house. It weighed 25 pounds. Oh my goodness. 25 pounds of awesome magic goodness. That's right. And so
0: we are throwing in yes. uh, some of that swag into our monthly drawing. You will get some sweet sleeves. Oh, yeah. With some sweet unstable art.
1: You know what? You can also get a squirrel dealer play mat from Alter Pro. Oh, my goodness. hello? Hello. Who wouldn't want Goodbye? that? Oh, so amazing. Great. I didn't know that they, this is a newsflash to me. I didn't know they made sweet dice too. Yeah. You didn't know that? I mean, I knew that they made this cool space dice. Yeah. But I didn't know that they made the heavy like metal dice as well. We've
0: literally, I've literally mentioned those in this part of our show before. They're great. (laughs)
1: Now I know. And they're there. We have some. They look super sweet and they like roll beautifully and uh, are just really cool
0: addition to have in your magic playing life. We're super excited to give those and start giving those and some other sweet ultra pro swag away. Yeah. As part of the MTA experience. (laughs) The MTA experience. Welcome to the
1: MTA experience. One of the things they sent was this backpack. So if you're Ooh, yeah. looking for an, a backpack for events, they have them. Oh, it is spacious. Oh, yeah. As a small apartment in there. You can put in your, it has like a special place for binders in the uh, back. So it's like put in your trade binder in. It's not nice. like just floating around in there like a normal backpack. It is like got padding. It is stabilized. Places everything in its place. You can put a play mat. There's a yeah. space for two play mats to be held in the front of it. My That's oh great. my.
0: UltraPro.com. <laughs> We have reached the end of our show, and it is the end of the month as well. We didn't make the end of the month happen, though. we made Did we? the end of the show. Did we? Did we, though? I called up the calendar people and said, hey, <laughs> what if January ended tomorrow? And they're like, you know what? We're all for it. They're like, that sounds good to me. Caesar stole days from February.
1: Here, you can just have them back. Take them. We en- don't want them. Enjoy. Em. Now January has 28 days. That's Woo! right. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: we have our drawing! <laughs> what have we have our drawing! Our drawing! Now that we spent 30 seconds needlessly talking about the end of January and the calendar system that we use, <laughs> why are we talking about it? Well, we're gonna give you things. Alright, so one of our drawings is for somebody who's been
1: a patron for any amount of time, and that person wins our sweet rares, and of course, as we said, Ultra Pro Swag. What? Nice. That person is Lewis Williams from Oklahoma. Lewis, congratulations. Lewis, you'll be getting some sweet stuff in the mail, so keep an eye out for it. And the other drawing is for somebody who's become a patron in the last month. Nice. So this is somebody who joined the family in January. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Megan's getting out some of your stuff you're
0: going to get here. You're going to get a sweet... A uh, pair of battle decks. Oh, cool. I from love From Card these. Kingdom so that you can get out there and battle against your friends with some sweet, sweet. Uh, counter Revolution is one. Oh, nice. Uh, and Trial Run. Nice. I love these battle decks. Yeah. Okay, and the winner. And, you know, I know that these ones are going to, the Counter Revolution, because they're so good at their puns. They're puns. Be about counters. Counters. And Trial Run, I bet you, is about like the different trials from Cat.
1: Oh, man. We're going to have to put dice in this one. Oh,
0: yeah, we will for the counters. Yes. So, who is it?
1: It is Leah Leah Patrick from Texas. congratulations.
0: You will be getting these. And some sweet counters. Yeah. Some sweet dice to use as counters. If you'd like a chance to win
1: this kind of stuff at the end of the month, head over to patreon.com slash mtacast and become a mem of the fam. And uh, remember what we said about uh, switching your stuff. Um, We're going to go over to monthly in February. And uh, so if you're waiting to join until we did that, Guess what? It's going to be your lucky day very soon. And thank you again, of course, to Card Kingdom for giving us these battle decks and for being awesome sponsors. Ultra Pro for being epic sponsors of the show. Everybody who's a patron and a member of the Patreon family. Thank you so much. You keep us hap hap happening. If you want your name on the wall of Ravnica, our very first office, paypal.me mtacast is the link to go to to donate $50 or more. You get your name up on our wall, and we'll be forced to look at it.
0: <laughs> we'll look at it with joy.
1: <laughs> yeah. with We're going to have our eyes held open like clockwork orange style. Oh, God. And we must every day. We must see it. You know, Vorthos Mike on Twitter, he was like, hey, uh, can any name be put up on that wall? And you're like, yes, you can have milk dud. Milk Dud Best, <laughs> best dog, dog can be your name on the wall. As your name on the so wall. So we were we are taking requests is what
0: I'm saying. <laughs> Alright. Well we're gonna wrap up this show so Maria can go stand inside of suit ascension Armor.
1: <laughs> Let's get that disturbing train on the tracks.